Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Shop Black Friday with Kiehl's Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent and take an extra 15% off. Get the Big One Throws, $8.49. Toastmaster Small Appliances are just $2.14 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday with Kiehl's at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Office valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code Enjoy15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hey everyone, this is John Roker, the producer on Collider Heroes. Sundays on the CW. Brace yourself, superhero superfans, because the bat signal is on, and you won't believe who's swooping in to heed the call. From the brilliant mind of Greg Berlanti and the executive producers of superhero smash hits like Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow, comes the most anticipated new series to join the CW-verse, Batwoman. Get ready to meet your new hero. Kate Kane. She's a survivor, a fighter, and an all-around badass who plays by her own rules. And she's got the ink to prove it. Batwoman's story begins three years after the mysterious disappearance of Batman, when Gotham City is in desperate need of a new kind of hero. Soon after returning home to defend her city from the notoriously twisted Alice in Wonderland gang, she decides to carry on Batman's mission by becoming Gotham City's new superhero vigilante. From the suit to the gadgets to the fight scenes that will blow your mind this is the batwoman of a new generation don't miss the incredible series premiere of batwoman sunday at 8 7 central on the cw or stream next day on the free cw app napa know how this month napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash like a five quart jug of napa full synthetic motor oil for just 16.49 with savings like that you may start feeling like a vip but don't let it go to your head these oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It turns out doing whatever a spider can includes going back home. We got Spidey back. And we got our first look at the impossibly cool-looking Brandon Routh as Kingdom Come Superman. And he's bringing even more friends to the crisis. We are not ready. We are very excited. We have a lot to talk about today. This is our giant anniversary 325. And fittingly, the fates have given us giant, giant news and a lovely guest. 
Please welcome back Marquis McCarty. Hi. Hi. Yeah, it's the anniversary one. 325. That's it's like when... comics. Any round number. Any round number. Yeah. And it's that awesome X-Men cover where it went into like the giant, like the, the spread out. I remember like Colossus was here and like Storm. And I think it was like Joe Mad Art, I think. Am I right? It's I also the last Todd McFarlane. I, I can't remember, but please describe more. I think, I think Todd McFarlane <laughs> left. I think it was a Todd McFarlane cover in spider Guys, things happen at 325s. That's what you need. And like things today, like Spider-Man, speaking of the man himself. But first. But first. But first. But first. Right as we're recording this, which we are recording early because I hopefully will see some of y'all at New York Comic Con. Uh, but that means I'm getting on a plane and that means we're recording this early, which means at the time we are filming this, we don't yet have a Birds of Prey trailer. But we do have some incredibly cool posters. When you see this, you will have seen it. We will not have seen it. We will have seen just these Please posters. Please tweet us. But I'm these. so excited. Look at this. Oh, Look my at- God. I love the poster with uh, Harley with this. This is either Bud or Lou, whichever, one of her mm-hmm. babies. Mm-hmm. And this is adorable and terrifying. <laughs> and it makes me want a pet, which is just, I'm twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Marquis' call to villainy begins with this poster. Oh, I'm telling you. Like, oh. a, a live hyena. <laughs> I just, it just makes me so happy. So they. They released a bunch of teaser images for the uh, incoming Birds of Prey trailer, which I am personally very excited for, uh, which we are getting this week. Anybody uh, final thoughts or guesses or hopes? Uh, I am expecting this color palette to be all up in my confused face. I really, I think it's going to be a, an, a, an insanely loud trailer visually. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want that art indie feel that you know goes along with having something like this, but then also have the the craziness that is Harley and kind of like you know, kind of make it a little bit of an urban horror for us. I also just want to give credit to the designer of the quilt behind her for still keeping the Harley uh, textile flavor. The argyle being her her uh, jumpsuit, her tattoo, those, and yeah. that. Like, no, that overall jumpsuit, overall, and I'm just I'm really into overall jumpsuits right now. If you couldn't tell, the but ideal like, one. Look at that one, the triangles. Yeah, it's pretty perfect. Yeah, tomorrow Y'all, they they kind of knock this out of the park. They knew what they're doing. Yeah, they know. So the trailer will, if it's anything like this image, we're ready. By the time we have next week's show, we will have seen Joker and we'll have a Birds of Prey trailer, and I'm very excited oh, for all of that. You're right. Yeah. We will have seen Joker by the time we have another show. You would have seen it twice. I will. I got Thursday and Saturday <laughs> yeah. tickets. I'm so ready. I'm twitching. I'm losing my mind. What else are you ready for? Are you ready for Spider-Man? What you see? One last time. One oh, more day. We got one, one more day. Well, let's hope it's not one more day. <laughs> we get Spider-Man back, and he will not be making deals with the devil. It will he not be that not. kind of one more day. But we also get him in, an, in another Marvel film as well. So we get a Spider-Man mm-hmm. 3 and a Marvel movie. So I'm thinking WandaVision leads into Doctor Strange, leads into Spider-Man, and the multiverse that starts with WandaVision has ramifications that lead into Spider-Man 3, and that's why they said a Madam Web movie. Okay, so I... That's a lot to unpack for yeah. our audience. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a lot of web. Multiverse, like a web. <laughs> that's why you need a madam of said web to guide you. She deals with multiverses. She deals. Do with- you think Spider-Man is in that? Okay, so the other thing that happened 24 hours before yes. we heard this uh, Peter Parker coming back news, uh, not that they were ever not going to make another Spider-Man movie, but I, I think I speak for all of us when I say we're tremendously relieved that they get to pay off that cliffhanger. <laughs> uh, with the creative team apparently intact, we hear that John Watts is back. We know mm-hmm. now that Kevin Feige is coming back to got the help writers produce. Back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The writers are officially McKenna. back for this mm-hmm. third of the combo MCU Sony Spidey movies. Yes. And they're contracted for one more appearance in an MCU film. Right. Which Corey is positing might be due to mer- multiversal shenanigans. Doctor Strange, here's why I think that's a cool idea. Because you're right, the multiverse connection would make this really neat. Here's why I'm not thrilled about that idea. <laughs> A horror film 
as Spidey's last MCU appearance? I don't think he, that's going to be his last appearance. I think the post-credit scene will have Spider-Man in it tying into his movie. I think the, the you mo- think that's what they contracted for? No, no. The- I think that he's going to get his own. I think that's not his one appearance. I think that the Doctor Strange ramifications will tie into Spider-Man, and then he'll be in one more thing after. Oh, I don't think his last okay. appearance is Doctor Strange. I think the importance of Spider-Man being two months after Doctor Strange means that the effects of Doctor Strange yield stuff in Spider-Man 3, and then another movie. But I think the post-credit scene might be like that. But I feel like that's two MCU appearances. But I feel like a post-credit scene they might let have some wiggle because it might be a scene from Spider-Man 3. You know, it's possible. I mean, they've uh, they've managed to broker a deal for this, and let's be honest. I think they can squeeze another credit scene. I thought this was done. I thought this was done. I was actually surprised in the first place that they were able to make it happen. Yes. And then, like, at this point, because Sony's been doing pretty well, mm-hmm. and then Disney wanted a much bigger piece of the pie, and then it's like... Well, we played together well, and now friends grow apart. And I was like, I was prepared. Mm-hmm. I was prepared where I was like, okay, you know, I'm sure that they've uh, they've learned a lot, you know, working with Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. and you know, I enjoyed Venom. I'll, yeah. I'll say that I, I like I like ambitious things where it's like you're going to focus on somebody outside of your you know your big tentpole legacy characters. Mm. So yeah, and so then hearing about this Madam Web news, I was like, at first I was like, wait, what? Okay, That's- so can we break that down for anyone who might have missed it? Apparently, okay. they're making a Madam Web movie? Yeah. And she's very important in the animated series for Spider-Verse Extremely. stuff. She's very important in the video games for Spider-Man-related stuff. Yeah. And in Into the Spider-Verse, they made Aunt May a very Madam Web-esque character at moments. When she's sitting there if drinking... If Lily Tomlin plays Madam Web in the live-action movie that they just announced, I will personally buy 50 tickets. An, an Easter egg <laughs> I feel like no one noticed was that when she sits down and drinks the tea, tea which Madam Web often has, behind her looks like a spider Web and she looked like Madam Web. There's a moment in Spider-Verse where they made her that parallel. I think Madam Web in the movies is going to be the one that makes the Spider-Verse tie-in for the live-action universe. I think if they're going to do a multiverse situation, which they might be because of Doctor Strange, she's essential. It's interesting that you say live-action because when I think Madam Web, and I think it's just because, like I said, animated series, mm-hmm. I'm so used to Madam Web being animated. And then, like, the, the power set of her and then, you know, the spinning of the web and the multiverse, and then the very fact that we have Into the Spider-Verse and that is their big multiverse you know yeah. movie mm-hmm. i just i see her as animated and then seeing thinking just thinking of it live action i wonder how that's going to go mm. i'm excited for it because it really does depend on which madam web they decide to go with because because comics there's yeah. more comics. than one <laughs> so i mean if they go with like a julia carpenter then that could tie into the whole you know spider woman you know they might go that route so i mean there's there's a lot of possibility with this and the fact that they chose madam webb out of you know things spider-man related that is pretty ambitious and I'm curious because you're drawing the connection to the Into the Spider-Verse, but mm-hmm. we know that that comes from kind of the Lord and Miller animated side of things, which is done by, like, done by Sony, but in a, in the, at a separate animation studio. Right. We know that they're also working on live-action TV stuff that mm-hmm. we don't know what it's going to look like. And yet they say we'll change involved. the genre, and that is like, unlike anything we've ever seen before, almost like live-action and animation mixed together. These are pipe dreams. Okay. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> but Tom Holland's okay, at Sony okay. now, guys. Who, who frames Peter Parker? Let's That's go. what I'm saying. Uh, if you get Tom Holland and Peter Porker Spider-Ham in one frame, one anime, one <laughs> live action make it happen yeah that's just a step away from where in the multiverse is madam web yes <laughs> i would 
play those educational video games that would go with that? Please. I would be into that as well. And it's played by Helen Mirren. <laughs> Madam Web is Helen Mirren. I want that movie. I like it. Well, she's she's uh, that and one of the universes. Yeah, and she could also be animated in another universe because there's a multiverse because of WandaVision and Doctor Strange. It's a Helen Mirren, Lily possible. Tomlin team-up film. Uh, and Kevin Feige also in his quote said he's a character that can cross over in different universes. I feel like that's a hint. We're all wondering mm. if that is just sort of like a cute thing to say to make an in-character like I love comics and I want a way to talk about this that doesn't feel too businessy or like Corey's suggesting it could be a wild hint I will mm. say uh, we, we, I, I just referenced it being part, connected via your suggestion to the Lord and Miller stuff but we do know that they have talked to or they've started with the writers of the upcoming Morbius film mm-hmm. are the people working on this first draft of Madam Web which is either a big vote of confidence in the Morbius script or just means that they really like those dudes uh, and they're like here work on this uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, this is a really good time for them to start refleshing out their Sonyverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, do, do we have a particular, is there a term for them or is it just like Sonyverse Sony's universe for right now? Sony's Universe of Marvel characters, yeah, it's, you it's know? Sumps. Sumka. Sony's Universe of Marvel rolls right off the tongue. Because <laughs> like, you had uh, Silver and Black, which is tabled right. with yeah. a director, Gina Prince-Bythewood. Um, and then, yes, Morbius and... Um, you know, they're they're trying to get their own thing started together. Uh, taking it back to uh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, though, do you realize that with them having this third one, the last time that we had a Spider-Man trilogy was Spider-Man 3? Yeah. yeah. And this time, with the writing and the way it's going, we can have Miles Morales have Spider-Man without him being dead, so Spider-Man 3 can launch another universe. Yeah, and so this Spider-Man won't have yet? Venom, it won't have Sandman, it'll be like a contained, <laughs> controlled situation. Uh, I think that that's the way you have Miles without having Spider-Man die. You have a, and you also retroactively put his identity back under the hood. You can do How? so much. Because mm-hmm. uh, in that universe, they know he's Spider-Man, but you don't have to have Mephisto if he goes to another universe and masks it up. There's options. All tinfoil hat theories. And you would do all of that in Spider-Man 3? I would do that in Spider-Man 3 and another Marvel movie. Okay, but then how are you always? How are you also going to do um, Craven's The Last Hunt? I'm definitely Craven in the next movie. Yeah. But that's I, I kind of need Craven, yeah. Well, because he's Peter Parker and he's Spider-Man now, so you mm-hmm. hunt him mm-hmm. because, like, you know, it's known. I think Craven's definitely the next villain. I mean, I think I think that's definite. I mean, that has to happen, right? I would like that to happen. I would love I don't know for if that I'm putting money on it. I think, I think it's Now, how happen. far along do you all think they are on... Okay, so the, the behind the scenes here part of why when this news hit i was so thrilled and very surprised uh but it was like why did we even need to know that this these talks fell apart why could y'all not work this oh, out no, for money without breaking our hearts public is money now now mm. they all that is leverage you make this divorce as public as possible so sony and disney can argue with like it's, we could have just been happy right industry. through d23 no no, no. this is too big yeah. <laughs> this is way too there's big. way too much money this on the table is too much drama everybody wants part of this tea i mean it this this is something that you could not have kept under wraps. And yeah. I'm very certain that probably one or both of the parties probably actually leaked it. So. And, and with this being now still at Marvel and ending the cliffhanger like we talked about, there's so many, like, you couldn't have the Tony Stark suit in Spider-Man 3 and call it Tony Stark's. He also doesn't effectively have an Uncle Ben because it's Uncle Tony because of the way they've used the character. <sighs> there's so many things they couldn't do without resolving it, but... This is somewhat of a Hector Navarro idea. We collabed at a wedding and talked about this, so full credit to Hector. He's married to Hector Navarro. You heard it here We first. got married this week, and I love him dearly. No, but Hector and I were talking. We came up with this great idea of what if they use Craven and they tie it to the heart 
plant from Black Panther, and that's part of like what he's building from. So they use the Marvel Universe canon. Wait, and wait, that, what? Like, roll, roll that back. What? Like crazy. Like he went. Wait, so he went to Wakanda and he somehow got a hold of the heart shaped herb, the one that they used. Something to... related to the heart shaped herb, either okay. it itself or something related to it. That way, you've got an in universe reason for Craven as they supernatural would powers. They tear Craven apart. No, no, uh, no way. No, There's but, no but way. He, like, I love seeing as a Dora Milaje just being by herself. A, a plant in Africa, maybe not the heart shaped plant, but a plant oh, okay. that gives him because oh. he takes herbs and things. Like okay, I want to totally see that. Where that like... way, it shares into the universe. Or that... somebody smuggled out an imperfect variant on that that he's using yeah. to juice himself up with. Because um, I think keeping like it within the MCU, exactly. maybe a little bit of he's not in Wakanda. Spicing. There's no Craven makes it to the plant, but I something don't think in Fantastic that realm. Four couldn't make it. Doctor Doom could not make it. I don't think for business reasons that this can happen, but I like the way you're thinking. I think it'd be so rad because now we can play in the Marvel wheelhouse for one more movie. So I think they should. I, I love know. that we can have all this speculation because yeah. now we've, uh, so we've got them both working yeah. together. And then so. what do you guys think the last Marvel movie is going to be? Wait, Where will what? he make his last proper MCU appearance? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> It'll be in Blade. <laughs> that was the longest <laughs> actual on-air silence the show may have ever had. Blade will because show like, up, kill Morbius. Spider-Man will be like, what the heck? He's a good guy sometimes. And then they'll just I like on. how you're like, not Doctor Strange, it's hard, but Blade. Uh, <laughs> I think there is going to be an Avengers movie in Phase 5 we don't know about, and that'll be the send-off. Young Avengers. I mean, it could, but I don't, I, I'm curious where they land with Spider-Man, but I'm really happy that we even get to have these speculations like you're saying. It's crazy. Yeah. Just as long as I get something with uh, Peter Parker and uh, Shuri's brains coming together yes. in some way on some project, yes. that would be awesome. And and his, Tom Holland's like mic drop response to this all happening. Did you guys see that? It was very sweet. He posted on Instagram, you know the scene from Wolf of Wall Street? Where, oh, yeah. Yeah, his oh. Wolf of Wall Street moment. Like Tom Holland, I'm like, that's the guy I want to see team up with Shuri. The man that thinks this way, I want this. They can uh, just communicate exclusively in memes and it will be beautiful i would watch that movie right now i would watch a phone screen with that correspondence right now <laughs> so the future unexpectedly bright for uh i mean i'm thrilled that this is back on because they do need to finish what they started i'm sorry that we all had to like get our hearts broken for a while so that they could work this out but i'm i am very happy with that and uh we, we still have the video games we still have all the animated stuff so mm-hmm. hopefully good news for spidey fans i was one of team i'm curious what they do without marvel now I'm curious what they do while they know they have time to leave Marvel. So I'm really excited oh, to see a fully fledged. That's the yeah. question. Do you think they're ready to go on this movie, which has to be out in two years now? I think the script was done before the negotiations yeah. fell apart. I think so. I think it literally was just a uh, you know hey so we get zero of this zero mm. of this and only part of this we're Disney. <laughs> <You know? laughs> now they're like twenty five percent. Okay, make that script we already wrote. I think it'll have time. I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. All right, we did get a bunch more news this week, so we will go into some of that. But first. None of this would exist without the comic books on our pull list. We have a great lineup this week. I wanted to start things off with, I'm sure you've all seen this coming, Bizarre Adventures, number one. Some amazing, weird stuff coming from Marvel. A bunch of great stories inside this, including the always incredible Becky Cloonan. I had to pick this variant cover for House of X, number six. Yes, that is 90s action figure gambit on the cover (laughs) of a comic book. A glorious comic book. House of X has been incredible, but look at that cover. Look at that gambit. (laughs) Grendel, Devil's Odyssey number one is out this week. We will tell you why that is a big deal in just a minute. And Batman number 80 is Tom King teaming up with John Romita Jr. You guys know how much I love this Batman run. John Romita Jr., one of my favorite artists of all time. I cannot wait for number 80. And this week, the final volume in The Wicked and the Divine is collected. So anyone who's been reading it in trades can get to the ending of that epic, multi-year, incredible, moving, sad, beautiful story. It's out this Wednesday. 
Marquia, did any of these uh, jump out at you? Well, a bunch of them did. I mean, those, <laughs> those are great pulls. I, I only get to talk about one. Uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, I'll, I'll go just slightly off center then, uh, not doing Marvel or DC, and then just go with uh, Grendel, you know, um, where it's just like a Dark Horse comics. Mm-hmm. And with that, I don't know if people have uh, read the original Grendel with uh, Matt Wagner. Um, it's it's like crime drama meets, you know, sociopolitical thriller. You've got urban horror in there and i i what i enjoy about it is like it's the dichotomy of uh you know good versus evil where it's like oh here's an evil character here's hunter rose a uh, mm. suave assassin crime lord he's the bad guy by the way and then uh here's um um uh, argent wolf he's ugly he's savage this is your good guy <laughs> yeah. yeah so i i appreciate stuff like that and then with uh death's odyssey it's just this really cool, like, after Wagner has, you know, gone off and done Batman and, you know, The Shadow and Grindel versus The Shadow. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to go back to one of my first loves. And here's Grindel Prime, a death's odyssey. <laughs> it's time to go to space. So it's like, so yeah, that's, a, that's a cool one. He's yeah, one that's, of the, the original cool. indie titans. He's been doing this since 1982. Uh, but the last new Grendel stuff was that Batman crossover. And before mm. that, I think, uh, at least checking my facts briefly online, the last new non-crossover miniseries for Grendel was in 2007. So kind of a cool day for yeah, that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, before we move on to main story two, now we've talked comics, I just had an epiphany. What's that? What if they got Tom Holland for a bunch more movies? Like, we don't know what Tom Holland's separate contract is. We only know about these things with the Marvel Sony Shared right. Madness. But what if they have a new villain or two introduced through Spider-Man 3, and then we have whatever miscellaneous movie? What if the first Sony Marvel by the first Sony Spider-Man by itself, what if they finally do that Sinister Six? Because they have enough villains they've introduced. And See, that way everyone's not mad about Marvel not being involved. Trying to introduce a bunch of things and, and make new spin-off results at, is how they literally messed up both last Spidey franchises. So I am, I'm going to keep it villains. simple. They'll have enough villains Yeah, now. see, that's the thing. They they would have spent time building up their rogue gallery as opposed to shoving a bunch of rogue gallery into a single movie. And that way every Marvel fanboy isn't like, oh, Sony's got it. They're like, oh, by the way, we're doing Sinister Six. And I feel like that'll quiet a lot of angry Marvel fans. And you've had three movies of exclusive villains to set up all of this so it's not new. You love Tom Holland for seven movies at this point, four Marvel films, three Spider-Man solo films. So your, your next movie, I think Sinister Six at Sony is how you get the haters quiet. And then there is something about the tone that they've set for the villains thus far. I mean, look at how Spider-Man 3 villains were and the the choices that they had for the villains when they weren't, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and then look and then look at how, for instance, um, uh, with with uh, Quentin. Yeah. I keep on saying his name wrong, Mephisto. Mm-hmm. With uh, Mephisto, it's like, that's that's a that's a real that's a character that he is tragic and ridiculous. You're but then Mysterio? also yeah, yeah, Mysterio. What yeah, did yeah. I say? You I said, said Mephisto because you were talking about one more day. Oh, I said Mysterio too. Sorry, <laughs> oh, I knew what you meant. Because I'm, I'm projecting to you what I actually mean. <laughs> that is coming out differently. Um, yeah, but like with that, I mean, think of like Mysterio. That's that's that can be a really campy character, but they set the right tone for that, and yeah. then that's why it worked so well in Far From Home. So if you continue with that tone and not necessarily do the tone that you had with some of the villains in Spider-Man Three, mm-hmm. then you could have a Sinister Six and have it actually work. I think, do you think that's they're how, getting Michael Keaton back for a team-up villain film. I think that's how you do. I think is how you do your first Sony Spider-Man film. I'm um, maybe like the the 
third one where it's just like Sony by himself again. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm planning out Tom Holland's career at this <laughs> point. His sorry, dude. <laughs> so sorry, I just had that idea. I no, no, to share. no. I, and and the the last thing of, from that previous one is that this will all have to happen. It's not really relevant to our show, but I wanted to work it in. Kevin Feige's making Star Wars, y'all. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so exciting. They yeah. all have some very busy schedules to balance as they move forward. But I am I'm very pleased they're going to get to finish what they started. Yeah. Um, and speaking of finishing what you start, Crisis on Infinite Earths is coming. Excellent. Tangent. And we got some incredible new casting announcements and this, I'm, I mean, objectively perfect look at Brandon Routh as Kingdom oh Come God. Superman. It's just, I, look at it. It's, it's, a, it's beautiful. It's an Alex Ross painting. It's, it's Alex Ross. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's so cool. And they cast Osric Chow for Ryan Choi, a.k.a. The Adam, which is a huge deal. Uh, and uh, there's a great Twitter thread from Gail Simone telling you why. And uh, <laughs> we also... They're pulling out all the stops for this thing. Do you remember there was a Birds of Prey TV show for literally one season on the WB in ye olden days of the early 2000s? They're bringing Huntress to the Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's weird that, like, we're finding out all this now, so I don't know what they can possibly surprise us with, but, like, how are they going to keep this all under wraps? It's too exciting. What do y'all think? Yeah, well, keeping in mind that it's not the Huntress that people are thinking of when they um, actually think of the Huntress from... Uh, the series that just happened and is still going, Huntress, she was... She's uh, an Arrow. Yes, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Arrowverse. There is um, a Huntress in Arrow. This yes, is not but the Huntress. The Huntress in uh, Arrowverse uh, is, uh, I believe she's an offshoot of uh, Helena, the, the, the crime boss They one. went with the Bernalli. And then the one yeah. in the original Birds of Prey, she's daughter of Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle. So it's like it's Helena Kyle. Oh, very Two different, one. yeah. Very different. So they can meet very different Huntress. I'm sure they will as different Huntresses. Huntress. Exactly. And neither of them is the upcoming Birds of Prey Huntress, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, so get your Huntress <laughs> fact sheet straight, y'all. Pop culture is about Different. to be, uh, be aware of what comic fans have gone through since we started reading comics. Like, there's three <laughs> Huntress? Yes, there's at yes. least three Huntress that you know of. There's more. But I think this is a great opportunity to do something this big and, and like have the scope, because you've got a three-hour movie before a break, and then a break, and then a two-hour movie, effectively, after a break. So they can have a giant cliffhanger after three hours of TV, and then like you have time to introduce characters like this. And the more they do, the more hype this gets. Like, Every one of these announcements is a commercial. Because we're the people that are invested. Kevin Conroy. Kevin, Kevin Conroy Kevin is going to be an older Batman. It's perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> Glorious times. We get to times. have that. <laughs> I've never been this excited for a crossover. It, I mean, it's... Are you saying this is the most ambitious crossover? Crossover, perhaps, in comic book history? <laughs> One might say that. One I mean, might. I, mean uh, I think uh, Zaddy Superman says it. From <laughs> this Alex Ross Look painting. at this. Isn't this so great? good? The belt made it's me like, so happy. The underoos on the, the outside. Yeah, like, the they made it work. Oh, yeah. The black and red. I, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, they're and really the lighting, going for like, it. The, and then the, these two images, how they both have the Alex Ross feel, like that slightly painted mystique mm-hmm. and the, the classic style. It's They're advertising this so well. The casting announcements are all perfect. I This is TV-wise my most excited crossover. I know, and it's almost, it's coming up, so all of these fall premieres are about to hit, so we will have much more Arrowverse goodness to talk about soon. Uh, any final thoughts on things that you really need to happen during crisis or not happen during crisis? I want them to, to kill Arrow and have him be in the arms of the George Perez cover. I want, I, I mean, I, if you're going to end Arrow, do it for a reason, and I would love to see uh, Stephen Amell in someone's arms as he's walked forward in a beautiful frame with lots of heroes behind him, because you've got all the heroes showing up. Wow, I actually love that. <laughs> but then we know I'm dark and twisted inside. So. <laughs> George Perez covers. Yeah, I yeah, think you can't move. you can't go wrong with Perez. Yeah, 
Anything for All you? right, bring the Wolfman, bring the Perez. They're literally bringing the Wolfman because I think he's helping co-write one of these finale episodes, which is just <laughs> insane, y'all. Uh, it probably is, I mean, granted how, how much wrangling it must have taken behind the scenes, this probably in some ways is the most ambitious crossover of all time because they don't have these people under contract. 2002 right? shows coming back 17 years later with cast members is an ambitious crossover I've ever heard. This is insane. I mean, where does it end? Well, I mean, where is there going to be Lois and Clark? Are we going to get Dean Cain? And Because <laughs> it was between Smallville starting and the Arrowverse, so they could go back further and get the 90s. Like, can you imagine? They could, they could literally do anything. We'd be like, okay, I'm on board. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck right. as George Reeves not as Batman from Hollywood <laughs> land. Give me that crossover. Like, why is Ben Affleck here? You know why. Someone will run on the cosmic treadmill. They will bring all the behind the scenes people in. It will all be resolved in the beautiful and unpredictable crisis on Infinite Earth, which is coming our way. But first, uh, hopefully I will see some of y'all at New York Comic Con. Marquia, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yes, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Marquia McCarty, M-A-R-K-E-I-A, M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Uh, and also this Friday, uh, check it out on Twitter. I'm uh, partnering with Voodoo, and we are live tweeting Spider-Man Far From Home. That would be uh, 5 p.m. PT. And there will also be uh, some special guests that will be live tweeting alone. It's myself, uh, Dan Casey, and Hector Navarro. So check out our accounts, and we'll see you then. Oh, Hell heck yeah. yeah, that sounds so exciting. Yeah, yeah. This would be the third time that we've uh, partnered up with Voodoo. So it's and like, doing that right now this week when Spider-Man's home exactly. is the perfect that'll time. be October 5th. Yes. Yeah. He survived a broken home. And the Kevin Smith episode of Comic Book Shopping is live right now. But until next week, post-Joker. Wait, first, we have, we're going to have Giant Size coming up. James Gunn is brokering the unlikely fandom piece. We have a Kingsman trailer. Stumptown is coming and Preacher is going. And all kinds of things are happening in the world of comic book adaptations. And until next time, stay steady. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Shop Black Friday with deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws, $8.49. Toastmaster small appliances are just $2.14 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday with deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit. Offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.